T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For the park and greet the Mets Because the Mets are really rocking that ball Hitting those home runs over the wall Time now for the Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra Go for Grubhub and let's go Mets Swing and a Mets strike three The slider erases Tatis And it's the 100th strikeout already this season for Jacob DeGrom Live outside City Field Here's Rich Ackerman and Andrew Bogan. And good evening. Welcome once again just outside of City Field next to the Tom Seaver statue. This is Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra. Andrew Bogus, Rich Ackerman with you ahead of Game 2 Mets Padres Wild Card Weekend. And, of course, one of the best seasons in Mets history now hangs in the balance after last night's loss with Jacob deGrom on the mound this evening. We will check in once again with former Mets manager Terry Collins. But we begin today's show with some sunshine. Two certainly not unhappy Met fans, our WFAN colleagues Evan Roberts and Sal Licata oh, yeah, with thrilled. us here this evening. <laughs> we're in a great freaking mood. Evan's wearing a Jets hat just to double down on his sports <laughs> frustration. He's a glutton for punishment. So, Evan, uh, let's begin with you. Your confidence level in a game three this team is this place dead. tomorrow. This team is dead. And, and by the way, that's not about being negative. They played three playoff games in Atlanta last week and had to go. They show up last night. They can't get a big hit in the first and second inning. How'd that go? And Jacob DeGrom, who I love, I love Jacob DeGrom. I'm a fanboy of him, has been a different pitcher his last four starts. So I'm just going to give you the facts, or at least how I feel. This team is dead. It's going to be a morgue tonight. And you said one of the great seasons in Met history. Okay, this goes up as 07-08. That's basically what it is. Am I wrong, this, Sal? This is actually rare, though, because I know it's not often that the Mets are in the postseason, but outside of the wild card game in 2016, when they've gotten in the postseason, they've gone on they some do. fun runs. You're right. So we're You're not right. used to this. We're not used to the playoffs, A, but we're not used to <laughs> right. being in the playoffs and losing, B, if you're a Mets fan. I, everything you said is 100% right. That's why I was devastated, not only losing the division for obvious reasons and having to play an extra series, having to face the Dodgers if you do win, but because of what it meant. Those were essentially playoff games, yes. and they got swept with their best shot, yes. Scherzer and DeGrom. Yes. However, 
I cannot believe they're going out like this. I thought the same thing until they last night. They can't go out like Why? this. Why? Look at the way they played. Two in a row at home. Maybe they're they all tomorrow. wilting. They're Dude. Get, they're going to go out with DeGrom on the mound like yeah. that? Yeah. Other than Jeff McNeil and I guess Eduardo Escobar, every freaking guy has wilted under the pressure of October. Starting in Atlanta, continuing last night. And Sal and I pray we're wrong. I want to be wrong. Right. I want to be in L.A. Tuesday night with a chance to knock them off. I'm convinced. But what the heck have we seen that makes you think different, Rich? I'm c- nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, but okay. I'm nothing. I'm convinced this is Evan's passive-aggressive attempt to, like, be negative as, as if it's going to, act, like, have act, some osmosis. Act, the reverse jinx. Here's oh, yeah, the thing. The Yesterday with Craig, I said to him, here's my fear. And it's exactly what I laid out. Two-run home run by Juan Soto in the first inning. Then the Mets get two guys on base in the bottom of the first. They can't score. That Other was, than the Soto thing, it was Josh Bell. Yes! And, and that's the worst-case scenario. The one thing that they couldn't do in particular was give up runs in the top of the first yes. and then not answer. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Took everybody out of it, and, it, and then obviously and it snowballed. And it happened again in the second inning as Correct. well. Correct, and that was game. I, I think, you know, we've talked about it so many times. You have what happens in the regular season – Slates like wiped clean in the playoffs, and it carried right through, unfortunately. And but look, you know, Jacob Degrom gives you seven solid innings tonight, and the Mets bats pick up. It's it's going to be a different if. ball game. There's a lot of ifs, there's, but, but, there's the, a, but a lot yes, of ifs. But there were ifs going into the series yesterday, and they turned out negatively for the Mets. Right. If they turn out positively for tonight. Then we have a game tomorrow, and you see what you well, got. Well, that's why don't you think it's about the momentum? Because this team has shown, look, they're not a bad team. They may have a glass jaw. They may be soft, <laughs> but they're not a bad team. So if DeGrom goes out there, shut down inning in the top of the first. I mean, pretty please. How difficult could it be to go through a he- top half of an inning shut down? Give the Mets chance and off- give the offense a chance with this crowd behind them to get on the board. They are, I don't want to say a bully team, but they're much better from playing from ahead. Something They, they didn't played have from ahead in Atlanta. How'd that work out? Uh, barely, though. And it's on the road, different story in that building with that atmosphere. You're right, right but I, I, I agree. You, what you said before is the sentiment I had yesterday, which is how could it end like this? And I want to think that. How could it end like this? It's but not after going to. Sitting through three hours of last <laughs> night, I can see how it ends like this. And it will unfortunately go down as just an all-time Bad season for us. It will. I'm sorry. And then the people are going to try to spin it. Oh, they won 101 games. I don't want to hear it. No, if it ends like this, if they go out in this first round, I don't care if it's tonight or tomorrow. doesn't matter. It's I a agree. disastrous season. I agree. Salicata, Evan Roberts, Rich Ackerman, Andrew Bogus with you here from City of Field Plaza. Inching towards game two, Mets and Padres on Grubhub. Mets playoff extra go for Grubhub. So, uh, Darren Roth's in the lineup tonight, guys. Does what that a change anything What for a freaking yes. joke. And don't tell me his career numbers against Blake Snell. In seven at-bats, who gives who a Who cares? James McCann had good numbers against uh, you, Darvish. Did he play yesterday? Francisco Alvarez needs to be in the lineup. Merry Buck, Miss Sal. Good, <laughs> good call by Buck. <laughs> I'm not going to knock Buck. You know I love him, but... When I saw it, I was trying to get excited after last night. How could you be excited? You about tried it? To but I'm thinking, all right, you know what? I'm going to come to the game. Would you watch Jalen Brunson yeah. highlights? Yeah, no. I was just trying to get a different feel. It can't be like that. That was the worst playoff game I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of bad ones. I mean, we're talking about Game Five, 2000 World Series, Game uh, Seven, 2006. Yep. That was awful last night. And then I see that lineup this morning, and I just don't get it. Alvarez gives them a chance. He gives an opportunity with power. Ruff is horrible. He is. And, and by the way, he hasn't played. What, what's Alvarez done so far? Oh, I mean, he's done a lot more than Ruff has done. You know what the yeah. problem is? You're right. Like, yeah, I, That's a fair they have, point. They, they just don't Al- have another alternative. But Darren Ruff has been so bad that I guess the point I'd make and Sal would make is I've seen so much bad from him, 
I'd rather run the risk that maybe Francisco Alvarez runs into one. And look, we hope we're wrong. Maybe Darren Ruff is so overdue he comes up with a big hit tonight, but it's very difficult to trust. And I do think you're right, Ack. Like, it's not about me. I think there's a lot of con- a contingent of Mets fans that are like, oh, Alvarez is the greatest thing ever. I, 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 I totally understand where they're coming from. It's a 20 year old kid. Because you're just so desperate at this point, and, and right handed hitting has, has been uh, such a black hole in the lineup for them. And, you know, just against lefties, they haven't, they haven't been as good. But you're at a point where you're, you're taking a guy with, what, 12 major league at bats versus Darren Ruff. And again, admittedly, he has not played well, and especially not down the stretch. But there is more of a foundation there against a kid who's 20 years old and, and has barely seen major league pitch. Well, but then, then I would argue, why is he on the roster, Alvarez? If he's not starting tonight, why is he on the roster? So that you could pinch hit for both Nito and McCann in a game <laughs> like we saw last night. That's the reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I mean, maybe the, the, the benefit is Bob Melvin trusted Josh Bell and he trusted Grisham last night. And right. Both of them came through. By the way, the, these two teams complete opposites when it comes to the trade deadline where the Padres got everybody, the Mets essentially got nobody. And I know you tweeted me last night, Evan, about, oh, Rizzo from the Nats was not going to trade Josh Bell. He was nonsense. No nonsense. If the Met, Now, I know he wanted to pair him with Soto. If the Mets went out there and made the Nats an offer, they couldn't refuse. Now, remember, regardless of what Bell did since the trade, at the time, he was the best bat on the market. Switch yeah, hit with look, power, proven in the division. Bell hasn't been great, but that's irrelevant. I agree with you. Who knows? He comes to New York. It's different. Mike Rizzo has shown us that he hates New York. He hates the Mets. He's not helping anybody in the division. So, yeah, but if the Mets offered Francisco Alvarez, maybe he would have said yes. Oh, maybe Ronnie Mauricio or Vientos. All these guys that are now helping the Mets or have helped them in the second half. It's ridiculous. But I thought it was fitting that Josh Bell, of all people, a guy who was available at the trade deadline, does the damage. Again, it's Sal Licata, Evan Roberts, Andrew Bogish, and Rich Ackerman here moving towards Game 2. Mets and Padres. Uh, Sal, I'll ask you because Evan seems to already not be too confident in Jacob DeGrom. What do you think Jake is capable of tonight? Here's my issue with DeGrom. I think he could be shut down. I don't know how many innings you're going to get from him. So if he goes out there and throws five perfect innings, that's not good enough for me. He's got a hand. This is the one thing I've been saying before the Braves series and in the postseason. With Scherzer and DeGrom and Edwin Diaz, the first two games of any playoff series should be just those three pitchers. Now, maybe that's not realistic, but at least you got to come close. And they haven't even come close to having DeGrom or Scherzer hand the ball off to Diaz, whether it's in the eighth or the ninth yeah. inning. It's just got to be seven, to your point. Four, seven four, innings and hand the ball to Diaz. Well, and right, have Diaz pitch it. Maybe seven in a third would be nice. Yeah, or whatever, at but least Adovino for maybe an out sure. to get to Diaz. No, Adovino's, yeah. Adovino's been good, but Sal's right. Ideally, you want to see what Cleveland did in game one of their series. Yeah. Bieber, right to Class A. Done. I love Jake. But it's tough to trust him because we've watched him the last month and he doesn't look like the same guy for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a blood blister. I don't know if there's something else wrong. I don't know if it's just, hey, he just doesn't have the same command. Whatever the reason is, he hasn't been the same guy over the last month, and it's concerning. I've been Mr. Optimistic. I'll be Mr. Realistic and Pessimistic now as we, before we get you guys out of here. This could be it for Jacob deGrom tonight. This could be it for Brandon Nimmo tonight. 101 wins this year. Could look a whole lot Let different. Let me just say this, this all about Jake. tonight if they lose this <laughs> game. If, I'm out of here. I don't want to hear this crap about deGrom anymore. You're Steve Cohen. You got billions of dollars. Pay the guy. No, no, no. And for any Mets fan who says, let him go, we had to replace him with it's who? It's more than that. 40-year-old Justin Verlander? I don't know if he wants to be here. Did That's Max Scherzer want to be issue. here, Sal? Uh, look, I don't know. Did, if the, did Max Scherzer want to be here? I don't know. If, well, he did because they gave him the most money. Okay, there you go. I don't know go. if the Mets are going to be willing to give him the most Why? money. Well, do it. We have to do that on another show. Do it. I'll All come right, on guys. your podcast. <laughs> give him the money. <laughs> hopefully you can enjoy the game inside, guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. And hopefully we'll see you here for game three tomorrow.
Hang tight. Uh, Evan and Sal, thanks so much for joining us here as we get going. Ahead of Game 2, Mets and Padres right next to our left here inside City Field. Grubhub Mets playoff extra chugs along as we get you set for this Game 2. Again, you're listening to Grubhub Mets playoff extra. Go for Grubhub live from the City Field Plaza right here on WCBS News Radio 880. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We'll see where we are with Max, and if there's adjustment he may, we'll make it. I'm ho- I hope not. You know, guys are human beings. Sometimes they have, we expect them to be exactly what they've done in the past. It doesn't happen every time. The other team's good, too. This is hard to do, and, uh, you know, my money's on, on Max, and, you know, you know, figuring it out, and Jake, and hopefully Bass, if we can get there. This is the Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra. Go for Grubhub. And welcome back to City Field Plaza. Andrew Bogish and Rich Ackerman with you. Mets and Padres off to our left at 7.37. First pitch for Game 2 of this Wild Card Series. Thanks again to Evan Roberts and Sal Licata from WFAN for joining us to kick off the program. Former Mets manager Terry Collins will again close things out with us here before Game 2. And WCBS reporter Mac Rosenberg will also check in as he scans the grounds here outside City Field. Certainly a different feel as the folks come off the 7 train, the LIIR, out of the parking garage and the lots. Pure excitement and some confidence last night. Oh. Not the same exact feelings here before game two, Rich. Happiness for a postseason game. Excited about it, but more hopeful than confident, I would say, at this point. Last night, this place, you, you could just feel it at, at 3.30 in the afternoon. Tonight, you still see smiling faces and, and happy faces, but... A little nervous energy entering the building without question is, I, I think, Evan and Sal summed up. Yeah, and I, and I think, I hope, 
that the Met players have bounced back from last night, but even for me and you just sitting here and talking throughout the day, still stunning. Not you, Darvish, performance. You were, had to be worried about you, Darvish, pitching like that last night if you were a Met fan, but you could have never expected Max Scherzer to get lit up like that, and by the third inning, City Field was dead because... Everybody was feeling the weight of a bad Scherzer outing. Well, I, I, I've said this several times over the last couple of days and how we feel about what happens once you get to the postseason, how much of the regular season carries over, and last night it, it all did. Um, and to the point where you, you felt in the third inning, like, uh-oh, they're in trouble right now. And it was 3-1 at that point, and you say, you know what, they're in trouble, they're on the ropes, but they can come back. And by the fifth inning, that feeling was gone. Yeah. And, 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 you know, really what the Mets are just resorted to right now, or resorting to, I should say, is, look, today's a new day. You get a good performance from even, – even if DeGrom hypothetically isn't able to give them what they want, as long as the bats come through, which, you know, look, given last night and what we've seen lately from them isn't, isn't a given either, but as long as some, somebody comes through in some way, shape, or form, you have a brand-new head start heading into tomorrow, and it's, it's just like the old wild card game, winner take all. Yeah, and, you know, I, the obvious headline from last night was Scherzer. You go back to last weekend in Atlanta, and the headline there is DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett. None of them get the job done. But in all three of those games against the Braves, and then last night, the offense was equal to blame for the problems, and even Buck Showalter last night walked to yep. the press conference and sat down. The first question was about Max, but his answer finished with, we've got to get hits, and they've just got to get hits. They had a chance to get right back in to game one last night or to keep playing tight games in Atlanta, and that one hit, those two hits, never materialized, and now they've lost four in a row of the most important games they've played this season. Without question. And I think what's hard to accept right now is that the Mets went into this season and even into the final week thinking, okay, we have two, we have five Cy Young Awards between DeGrom and Scherzer, and they have little to show for it right now uh, le- leading into tonight's start by DeGrom. I-, I think the offense, as you had mentioned with Buck Showalter just a moment ago, that is a huge concern. They had first and third last night. Pete Alonso crushed the first pitch from UW. Darvish foul, uh, and he just never never looked the same after that. He yep. went down looking the next next two pitches. Uh, he swung through one, looked at strike three, which was right over the plate. Whether he was looking for another pitch or not, uh, you know, is only he knows. But look, they need. Uh, you'd like to pin it on the stars because Alonzo and and Lindor weren't good in Atlanta. But this comes down to everybody tonight. The ball probably won't carry as much. Probably plays in the Mets' favor. You you might think. Um, they need Brandon Nimmo to get on and set the table. They need to keep running, as you saw last night. I mean, they were, those throws down to second or third weren't even close. So yeah. uh, I, I think I, I, you got to get those guys on. you got to make Blake Snell throw pitches. He's not going to go deep into the game, you wouldn't think. He's only gone seven innings twice this year, and that was in September. So I, I think that that is the key. Get to the Padres' bullpen early, if not snow. Here is the Met lineup for tonight. Nimmo again leads off. Starling Marte, his second game back from injury, was the number six spot last night. Bumps up to his usual number two tonight. Then Lindor, Alonzo, Canna, and McNeil in the middle. Escobar, Darren Ruff, and Tomas Nito, the bottom third. So Darren Ruff was hurt, in air quotes, late in the regular season to get Francisco Alvarez on the active roster. A couple of good swings, a long home run for Alvarez. He makes the wild card roster, but it's Ruff 
who's healthy on the active roster as well, and he gets the start as the right-hand hitting DH against Blake Snell. One real change from the Padre lineup last night. Brandon Drury takes over at first base, so Will Myers goes to the bench. Everybody else maybe in a different order, but the same players that got them their 7-1 win last night. The Mets could certainly take a lesson from the Padres. Josh Bell, Trent Grisham, early home runs in the game last night. Two guys that Padre fans didn't want in the starting lineup because they had been so bad. Bell had been a negative war player since the trade with Juan Soto from the Nats. Trent Grisham at 107 in September. Again, people didn't want them in the lineup. They're in the lineup. Bell's batting fourth, and he began the whole thing with a two-run home run in the first inning off of Max Scherzer. First pitch here for the Mets and Padres is about an hour 15 away from right now. Jacob DeGrom will throw it. Oddly enough, his first ever home playoff start here at City Field. Made multiple starts in the 2015 World Series run, but all of them were on the road. Coming up next, Mac Rosenberg joins us. You're listening to Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra. Go for Grubhub, live from the City Field Plaza on WCBS News Radio 880. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think Jake's going to go out there and throw the ball extremely well for us, and I, I trust that. I trust in my teammates, and I trust in uh, everything that we've been doing so far this year. I mean, uh, we've, we've had a lot of success over the course of the regular season. I mean, we have an excellent group. We have a lot of talent, and um, we just need to go out there and execute. You're listening to the Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra. Go for Grubhub. Welcome back to City Field Plaza. Andrew Bogish and Rich Ackerman with you. Mets and Padres game two of this wildcard series on the way. The Mets, by the way, 43-18 and 18 during the regular season following a loss. But again, the last time they lost were three in a row in Atlanta last weekend in games they had to have and did not get. And they certainly have to have this one tonight or their season is over. Allow us to look ahead just for a second because with some other games in the books and progressing right now. If there is a game three here tomorrow, at the moment that game would be at 4 o'clock, not 7.30. They would move up. Still an outside chance it would stay in that late window, but most likely a game three tomorrow would be at 4.07 first pitch. So we would see you here from around 2.30 from City Field Plus. But that's for tomorrow. For tonight, it's DeGrom, it's the Mets, it's Blake Snell and the Padres. And again... You can feel the concern in the air. Rich and I have felt it. Mac Rosenberg certainly did. WCBS News Radio 880 reporter who has worked 
uh, the outskirts of City Field so far this afternoon. So you tell us how you kind of gauged Met fandom right now. Yeah, uh, you know, I it, it, it's, it, it varied a little bit. You know, the first people that I saw was a family of three. They came up here from South Carolina. They're from the area. Diehard Mets fans. You got a six-year-old kid who doesn't know the playoffs. So you're trying to stay positive, <laughs> you know, and, and they, you know, they gave me that mood of like uh, New York grit, you know. We, we always come up when our backs are against the wall. And then, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the guys that have been rooting for this team for decades and decades and have seen, you know, other finishes like this one and uh, a little bit dejected, you know, kind of uh, a lonely feeling, if you will. But, uh, you know, what can you do? You have to go out there tonight. You have to, you know, the, the atmosphere is going to be electric. I was actually in the building last night. And it was it was a great atmosphere for I mean, three and a half or so innings. You know, I mean, <laughs> listen, even even after things started to get out of hand, there was a little. It was just some. You know, you wanted to hold on to hope. You know, yeah. Escobar's home run woke some folks up uh, again too. They were it there. Did. Yeah. So we'll see. Look, looking at the faces, and you've been here all all day, so you would have a better idea. But looking at the faces. I think everybody's starving for something to happen. And if a big hit comes early, you got to think. And I really thought home field advantage would have been big last night, and it seemed like it might have been for a little while until that got diffused by, by the Padres' big fifth inning. But you got to think, if there's a big hit, if Alonzo was able to straighten that one out that he got in the first inning from you, Darvish, last yeah. night, oh, yeah. if there was a proverbial roof on this place, it would have been blown off. And you have to think that just looking at the people coming off the, the, the 7 train and the Long Island Railroad right now, that if something good happens early, this place is going to be electric. Tonight. And you were waiting for that to happen last night. I mean, it, it just kind of was willing itself toward that position last night. You get the runner, uh, runners in scoring position first two innings, can't come up with anything. And, Rich, you mentioned having it happen early. This team is 81-16 and 16 when they score first. Best record in the majors this year. So that's when they strive. They come out and they beat you in the mouth early, and they make pitchers really labor uh, in the first few innings. The Mets are the best team in baseball at that. Obviously, uh, it's a kind of a tough, uh, tough opponent tonight. Blake Snell has been around the playoffs, so obviously with the Rays a couple years ago. We talked about this too, and how much of this right now are people uh, teetering on the fact that this could be it for Jacob Degrom in a Met uniform? I, you know, that the, the people did mention that to me that that you're you're feeling that you know it's you know that emotion is certainly there, um, but you know what can you do as a fan? You've got to come out here. And you've got to uh, you've got to say what what a lot of people did say to me, which is this is the guy that you want. Backs against the wall. You just forget about yesterday, and and you know you've got Jake tonight. So it really is something. You know, this team was so good all year, 101 wins, and it could all go to pieces tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's tough to fathom. Um, but you know, and uh, talking to fans, you know. That they, they look back to, to past years and they say this team was different in the regular season than other playoff teams in the regular season. It's not supposed to end this way. So there's also this <laughs> weird, and I guess it's true of almost every conversation, that it has to be one or the other. You have to be blindly pleased with 101 wins or you have to be heartbroken that they didn't win the division when all of those feelings can come together here because it was a great regular season, but... September was not good, and the series in Atlanta was definitely not good, and last night was not good, and the potential is there to sure be proud of a few things, but also realize that these chances don't come along every single year. Nothing's guaranteed after this year, and to miss this chance, especially this weekend, would be 
pretty crushing for this team. As a diehard Met fan, Andrew, it is really hard to reconcile those two different feelings. Where if you sat here in April and told me they're going to win 101 games, okay, Bucks first year, make the playoffs, I'd sign up for that right away. If you told going, me second place wild card, yes, great, yes. no problem. But going into September, you know, if you told me it's just going to be the wild card, then it's. But bottom line is, it just feels. It felt like it was supposed to be a special season. So many special moments this year, and you just it, it can't end this way. You feel like, <laughs> and it does. Every fan base, well, most of them have these same feelings and these same bad memories that immediately come to the forefront when anything bad happens. And, you know, the Mets slogan right now is these Mets. And it's supposed to be a very, like, these Mets. (laughs) And right now it's a little bit of a these Mets. Like there's a frustration behind it because you felt like you've seen this before. Yeah, it's a little bit of, uh, I hate to say same old Mets, um, but, you know. But it's only one game, and they've got two more yeah. and they, in their building, theoretically, yeah. and they've got who at one point was the best pitcher in the world on, on the mound tonight. And what's tough about it is, like you said, these opportunities, just they, they, the window is always a lot smaller than you think it's going to be. You think back to, to 2006 when they lost in the championship series, then and you, you figured that they would be back, and they were almost back in 07, almost back in 08, collapsed both years, and that was the window right there. So right. You, you never know how, how long that window is going to be. Yeah, I said last night the Mets are almost like an EKG. You had the, the <laughs> highs in 69 yeah. and 73, yeah. then you had the lows back up in 86 and 88, and back down, back up again, 99, 2000, back down, back ups, 06, back down, 07, 08 after the collapses. And, you know, it just goes on and on. But, you know, look, one game uh, can turn it all. And the Mets are hoping that it's one game tonight. That is Mac Rosenberg. We thank him for joining us. Coming up next, we will check in once again with former Mets manager Terry Collins. You are listening to Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra. Go for Grubhub live from the City Field Plaza on WCBS News Radio 880. And it would mean a lot. You know, I missed half of the year, and these guys did a great job. You know, um, the other starters did a great job. You know, holding it down, like Buck said, why uh, me and Max missed some time and. Um, you know, wanted to come here and contribute as much as I could. So um, definitely it's a huge goal of mine to keep this thing going and pass it along to Bassett. This is the Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra. Go for Grubhub. Welcome back to City Field Plaza. Andrew Bogish and Rich Ackerman with you. You just heard the voice of Jacob deGrom. He throws the first pitch of Game 2 with the Padres a little less than an hour from now. Jake saying all the right things after last night's loss. We didn't know who was going to start this game. We assumed it would be him if the Mets lost. They did, so here he goes. But we have to see how that finger is after the shaky starts in Atlanta and Oakland late in the regular season. To talk about DeGrom and Scherzer and all the things from Game 1 and Game 2, we say hello again to former Mets manager Terry Collins. Terry, it's great to talk to you. How are you today? Well, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Tough night for us, though. Yeah, very tough night. And, you know, going into a playoff game, you can expect to see a lot of different things. But I can't imagine as that game played out in your mind ahead of things, you would ever imagine four homers off of Scherzer and the Mets having no chance in that one. No, I I certainly would have never even dreamt about it. You know, I thought Max was going to come out and do what he does you know, in those big game situations where he, you know, he's right on point. And, you know, last night, like you said after the game, he just didn't command some of his pitches. Mentally right now, Terry, where are they? Because you, you look back to that weekend in Atlanta and the big three came up short. Uh, so did Alonzo and Lindor in that series. And you kind of, you know, move on from there. 
But the same thing happened again last night with Scherzer looking even worse and Alonzo struggled in his first two at bat. So where is this team mentally right now? Well, I, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're down. I mean, I read some of the things they had to say when they, uh, after the game last night. But you know what? Again, as we talked yesterday. This is where veteran leadership steps in, and that doesn't always just have to be the manager and the coaches. It's got to be those guys in that clubhouse that have been there, have been in situations like this before. They need to step up. And I, I thought what Jake said. Hey, look, you know he's been in a uh, you know, season-ending game before where you know it was on the line or go home, and he pitched brilliantly. So. I think it's guys like Jake that need to step up and say, hey, look, we can do this. We've done it. It's been done. And, and right now we've just got to go and worry about tonight's game. we got to forget about yesterday. Terry, I was wondering along those same lines, the way the Mets lost, never really being in the game and Scherzer throwing a dud, or the way the Cardinals lost, giving up six in the ninth and a win slipping through their fingers. Does one or the other linger more the next day, or is a bad loss a bad loss? A bad loss is a bad loss. And in this, at this particular time of the season, you have got to forget it. Because if it lingers, you know, it just puts you in a hole the next night going in. You got to, hey, this is a fresh start. You know, they win tonight, and, you know, not, tomorrow becomes, again, the most important game of the season. And tonight, it, right now, no matter what happens in the last six months, tonight's the biggest game the Mets have, play, have to play all year. Well, the cliche is momentum is the next day starting pitcher. And you know Jacob DeGrom as well as anyone. He has pitched, as you alluded to, must-win spots before and did so without his best stop. Uh, now he's able to go out there and, uh, and, and needs to raise his performance tonight. What is it about him that enables him to get to another level as it relates to this evening? Well, you know, of course, he's changed. He's evolved into a different pitcher than the guy that I had. But I will tell you one thing. The one thing that people don't realize, you know, they look at his great stuff and they think that this guy competes like nobody I've been around, you know, back in, in when 2015 against the Dodgers. But I go back even his second start, you know, when he was just called up, you know what? He didn't have a breaking ball for five innings, but he kept trying to use it and kept trying to use it. And sure enough, he finally got a feel for it and he gave us seven innings. The same thing in the playoff game. You know, he started out, he didn't have very good stuff in the beginning of the game, but he pitched. He didn't make mistakes that hurt him. You know what? He, he just, you know what? He, he kind of moved the ball around the strike zone a little bit. He changed speeds, kept him off balance until he's got his mechanics in order and then, and then pitched a great game for us. And I think tonight, even though he's a different kind of pitcher, it, it, you may see that tonight. I think he's going to get himself ready in that bullpen and he's going to come out tonight. And again, you know, if there's, if there's one guy in that clubhouse that I would say give him the baseball, it would be Jake DeGrom. Terry, can you go back to before game five at Dodger Stadium in that in that division series? And what was the last thing you said to the guys before that game? <laughs> I can, you know, I, I will tell you, you know, we all knew it was a big game. And, of course, flying back across the country for one game was a lot. But, you know, the guys were excited. You know, we'd, we'd already beat Kershaw once. We'd all, you know, and, and here we got a chance to beat Granky. And so, and the guys were fired up about it. But I, I, I remember because I, I went to Noah uh, and told him, I said, look, tonight's a big game. Uh, we can't worry about it. I'm going to use you out of the bullpen. And he was so excited to think that, oh, my God, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, let me know, let me know. I said, I will. He said, you want me to hit Utley? And I said, no, I want you to get Utley out. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> so it's, uh, and, and, you know, but that's where, that's where the energy was. Those guys knew they had a chance to win, and, and that's what they certainly went out and did. 
You know, Terry, this could very well be Jacob DeGrom's last start, and it could be the last game that, that Brandon Nimmo plays the Met. Obviously, you know, fame and good fortune are, are very fleeting, and we could just as easily be talking tomorrow about what a masterpiece it was by DeGrom, but, but the reality is this could be his last start as a Met tonight and, and Nimmo's last game as well. Does that factor in, you know, to their mindset when they take the field, or, or are they just stuck in the moment and not really thinking about these types of things? Well, I will, I will tell you, I don't know where they are, but I would hope they're in the moment. Uh, they can't worry about down the road uh, what, what they're going to face because, you know, they don't know. And, and to sit there and worry about it when you've got bigger things to, you know, to, to think about tonight, uh, the future is going to be there. They're going to, hey, look, I don't care where they're going to go. They're both going to make a lot of money. So who cares? Right now, it's about winning. And, you know, one of the things we used to talk about, and that is the importance of being a champion. You know, teams that go out and sign free agents, they want guys that know how to win. And, and there's nothing like, you know, having a little something on your resume that said, hey, look, I played on a championship team. So hopefully that's where their mind is tonight to just worry about winning a championship. Terry, I want to go back to Scherzer just for a second here because it wasn't just last night. Everybody could have a, a bad start, but this is two in a row where he has not been Scherzer in the biggest, you know, the biggest stage for the Mets. Does that concern you if they survive this series and need to give him the ball again against the Dodgers? Well, you know, one thing you're never going to find out from Max and that he's never going to make an excuse. And now is the oblique 100%. That's the issue. He says it is. You got to, you know, and again, I've always said, okay, hey, look, you got to believe him. He, you know, he knows how he feels. But uh, certainly we know, we know that Max can be better than what the last couple of starts he's had. Um, and, you know, maybe if, if they escape this and get to the next round, uh, you know, his side continues to feel better and heals better. And, and we're, we're going to see a better Max Scherzer, I hope, on the next time out there. Terry, there was a lot of blame to go around last night. And, and last night's game had somewhat a similar feel to the game in Atlanta when, when the Mets let Charlie Morton off the ropes. They had men on base or men at third base in each of the first two innings, couldn't get him in. How did they get over that hump tonight? Because obviously the, the opportunities were there early last night, but they didn't capitalize, and Darvish just got stronger and stronger. Yeah, and, you know, that's, certainly that's, a, that's an old adage in the, in the game. You can't let star pitchers off the hook. If you get him, you better get him because you're not you. You don't have a lot of opportunities. And last night was one of those situations where they let you off the off the hook. But you know what? Again, I, as I said yesterday, look, you, you, they got to do the little things. They, you know, against Darvish, you know, everybody likes to hit the ball over the fence, but just keep moving runners along. Use productive outs, advanced guys, uh, and, and that's the one thing I think. You know, you, every, you get in a situation where everybody wants to try to be the hero and you know what that's not the mentality the mentality is hey look i've got a job to do this at bat this particular pitch i got to get it done and then leave it to the next guy pass the baton to the next guy and, and you know make it a team effort and i think uh you know that's what made them successful all season long and i hope tonight you know they have those opportunities against against snell to get guys in scoring position and tonight maybe we'll get some hits and drive those runs in Terry, all the guys that didn't get the hit in the game last night, they know they didn't get it. So when they come back to the dugout, the clubhouse after the game, the clubhouse before the game today, what are you doing coaching-wise? Is that a technical conversation or more of a mental, emotional conversation with them? Well, well, in today's game, obviously, when that game is over, you can believe the video room was packed with guys looking at their bats, checking out the zones, where were their feet, were their hands in the right spot, and that's the hitting coach. That's the hitting coach's job to sit there and talk about those at bats. What was your thought process? What was going on there? 
you know, there's a lot of things across the manager's desk when the game's over. He's going to have the general manager in. He's going to have the media guys in. He's going to, you know, he's got to worry about tomorrow's lineup. But when you have good coaches, and I think Eric Chavez has done an absolutely great job, and that is to go in and take a look at those at-bats. Hey, how can we improve? What do we do tomorrow to make this better? But, again, you've got to forget about yesterday. You can't sit there and linger about You can't get in the batter's box tonight and say, hey, am I, where are my hands at? You, you know what? You're facing a great pitcher. You, your thought process has got to be, I'm going to look for this pitch, or I'm going to look for a pitch in this area, and I'm going to do damage with it. And I don't mean you have to hit a homer. But you can't, you know, when you face good pitchers and you follow those good pitches off that you should hit, that's when you're in trouble because those guys, they'll make better pitches. And you may, in every at-bat, you may only get one ball that you can handle. And so tonight I think they got to be ready to, to certainly make, make those mistakes and, and do some damage with them. Terry, finally, Blake Snell uh, has, a, has had some big postseason starts, but he hasn't gone seven innings too often. And, in fact, the only times he did it were two games in September. So what was it? that you would say to your team if you were managing tonight about trying to get to him early and grind out of bats to get him out of the game as soon as possible? Word for word what you say. Grind out of bats against this guy. He's not going to go deep into the game. Let's get in the bullpen as soon as we can and, you know, and do some damage there. But you've got to make this guy work. And, again, you can't let these great pitchers – you know, I used to say when you'd have a guy, which I've seen the Mets do all season long, and, you know, a 25-pitch first inning. Well, in the second inning, you can't have a 10-pitch a second inning. You, he's got to have a 15- to 20-pitch second inning. You know, you got you to put the pressure on his back and not, you know, not let, the, let the pressure get to you. Terry, this was great again. Thanks so much. Hopefully we can talk to you again tomorrow. Okay, guys. Well, I hope so. We'll talk soon. Wayne and Howie, Rich, we asked for predictions yesterday, and then Max Scherzer did that. So I don't want to ask you for prediction, except I'm going to. Will we be here tomorrow? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to be optimistic. It's, you know, look, you can go either way, but they still have Jacob DeGrom. They need one big hit early to, to just break the ice, and I think they'll be okay. Uh, watching the Blue Jays right now, who lost game one in their building yesterday, came out swinging today and right now have an 8-5 lead over the Mariners, trying to extend that series. The Mets could use one, two, or three big hits early to just feel better about their cause and maybe give Jacob DeGrom a little more breathing room because Jake has not been Jake for the last little bit. And maybe, you know, that small margin for error that normally exists with him is a little bit bigger now. So score some runs, have some support. We want to thank John Metaxas and Carlin Rillis back in the WCBS News Radio 880 studios. Thanks to the entire sales staff, Steve Apri here on site, getting us on the year here ahead of Game 2. Between the Mets and Padres, again, first pitch at 7.37. Thanks for listening to Grubhub Mets Playoff Extra. Go for Grubhub. We will see you again, hopefully, tomorrow before Game 3 Mets Padres. Right now, pregame coverage with Brad Heller. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 